Thank you for tuning in. You're watching Burnham Podcast on YouTube or maybe on Rumble. You can also find it anywhere you listen to podcasts. So wherever you've found it, know that you can find it other places too. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. So everybody has their favorite films, and a lot of people have their favorite film directors, people who are household names, folks that have been around for a long time, and you've seen them on a million movie posters. There are also a few guys out there who you might not have heard of. I have one of those guys on here tonight. His name is Brian Stevenson. Welcome to Burnham Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Burnham. All right. And that little light right there means that we're on. You're familiar with this camera, though. Oh, I am very You've familiar seen with this, this camera. camera. This Absolutely. is how we open. We don't do like a big wind up or anything. Okay. Just, okay. We're gotcha. just going. Yeah. Got to coach people up on that from now. We just turn the light on and then. It's, but he used to try to surprise me, right? We'd be doing right. this kind of thing, and I'd look, and the light's been on. How long has the light been on? So we're here. We're here with Brian Stevenson, the director of 17 Letters. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, it's it's great, man. I've been we've been talking about this for a long time, and I'm glad we were finally able to know yeah. your schedule down and get you up here. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Good, good deal. Now you are a Christian filmmaker. I am. So to settle a debate for us, you, me and you and Pyle were having this talk where we talk about like my podcast or a song right. or a movie. Can you make a Christian movie or do you make a movie with a Christian theme? I hmm, I would honestly say, first and foremost, I always try just to tell a good story. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the that's the foundation I start with. And as I'm telling that story, I figure out how can I put Christian values, Christian principles into that. Right. And for me also, too, make, being a Christian filmmaker, I try to make, like I said, I try to make the story more of the, you know, the, the sound part of it, because I feel like sometimes you can go one way where it's like, you just want it, you, you almost want it, or it almost comes off as preaching. Sure. Or, you know, or you can go the other way and it just comes off as entertainment. So I, I'm always trying to find that middle road. Yeah. Well, that's sort of what we do here. Right, Tango? He's taking pictures of us. That kind of weirds me out. I, I can sit and Absolutely. And be fine. But when you start taking stills, it creeps me out for some reason. <laughs> but yeah, I guess that's a, that's a good way to explain it. Okay. We, I've heard people say before, like Switchfoot, uh, John Foreman was famous for saying, we're not a Christian band. We're Christians who are in a band. And I right. Like, well, where do you draw that line? And right. And turns out you feel like it's somewhere down the middle. Yeah. That, that's where I, I want to be because, yeah. in, you know, in my opinion, too, you look at a lot of faith-based Christian films and stuff. Yeah. I enjoy them, but I already know Jesus. Right. And I already have that relationship with Christ. And so a lot of the storylines, it feels like it's focused and it's geared towards us Christians already. Yeah. And if I'm going to do this, I want it to be an outreach. I want it to be a ministry in itself where we can go after and touch those that don't have a relationship with Christ. So one of the biggest goals for me right now is I still want to tell stories with strong Christian values, but I don't want it to come off as preachy. Right. So, you know, I want my characters to have flaws. I want my characters to go through ordeals that everybody goes through, you know, and, and, and also too, I want them to realize too, that, 
just because you do have a relationship with Christ, it doesn't mean that life's going to be, you know, a slice of pie and you're going to be happy. Right. All the time. Well, and that's what we saw in 17 letters, right? Right. Like it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows. No. And I'm, I'm really, I've, I was so excited about your story. It was a fantastic story. Well, thank you. You, you guys did a great job of, of building these characters and putting this story together. It was fantastic. But there were... They had flaws. They were human people. They didn't. Exactly. Everything just wasn't, you know, like I said, it wasn't sunshine and rainbows and everything just fell into place and it was great. Right. You, you guys went through some struggles. We, we did. And, it, and it's so funny. I, to this day, we, you know, we had a small screening uh, locally in Cedartown uh, right after we first wrapped production and we had the first cut uh, put together. And, you know, over, over the past year and a half, I've had people watch it. And I always get so much feedback or, yeah. or flack because it's like, oh, this, you know, this shouldn't have happened to that person or that shouldn't happen. And it's like, it, we couldn't have that fairy tale story. Yeah, you know, yeah. it, we have to show that there are flaws, e- even like Christians for that matter. Christians right. have flaws. You know, none of us are perfect. And yeah. that was really important for me to show to an audience. Yeah. And yeah, you guys, like I said, you did a good job with that. It was, well, thank they you. Were, you made relatable characters. You know, well, that I was could, the goal. <laughs> yeah, right. And right. I, I could I could see pieces of myself in in Benny. Okay. You know, or in uh, Tojo. Tojo is my favorite. I'm a pastor, so okay, gotcha. I, think I related to him. You yeah, know, most directly. But but yeah, you just average guys, and it wasn't it wasn't Hollywood, right? But I don't think it would have been as good a story had you gone full Hollywood with it. Oh know, yeah, guys. yeah, without question. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was good stuff. So what is? Well, let's let's back up a little bit. What is the name? You have a production company, right? Uh, the my production company is called Rolling Brick Productions. Uh, Brick is my nickname. Okay, I've had it since college. Uh, I was a host of a classic rock show uh, on the college uh, radio and station. So Brick makes sense. Yeah, Brick and Rock, and I'm from Rock Mart originally. Okay. So we'll you let know. that slide. I yeah. Guess. Well, <laughs> I, I I don't tell too many people that, but right, uh, right. actually, no, I'm I'm kidding. I, I love. I'm proud to be where I'm from. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so that name just kind of stuck. And then one of the first uh, people I got involved with in the filmmaking process and just acting and everything outside of college, uh, his name's Roland. And he was my he was my first casting director. Oh, okay. And so we just thought it would be kind of funny if we put, you know, somehow made a combination of the two of us and that became the production company. And so Roland and Brick. So we just went with Rolling Rolling Brick. brick. Yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. I was yeah. going to ask where the name came from. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so I've been uh, Brick Stevens was my on-air persona. Okay. Yeah. So this was on you on ninety two J. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So I'm, I saw that you. I've been creeping you on Facebook all day long. Uh, you went to Jacksonville State. I did. I'm yeah. I'm a little familiar with Jacks. I didn't go to Jacksonville State. My older brother did. Okay. He was there the same four years that I was in high school. Okay. So anytime I had a long weekend or right. you know what I was I was over there with him, and then my younger brother went to school there later on after him. So I've been to a million games in Paul okay. Snow. Yeah. And I, I saw Hooting the Blowfish at Pete Matthews. Okay. What, but Back in '93. Yeah, '93. Yeah, I was there. Were you no kidding? Yeah, I was, was wondering there. how old you were, and I was going to get to that. Yeah, eventually, no, no, but. I was actually. I mean, I was a, I was a kid in '93, yeah. but um, my uncle went to Jack State, okay. and Hootie did the spring concert, yeah, and so yeah, yeah, so I was at that show. That's Holy crazy. Smoke. That's yeah. wild, right? <laughs> <Small world. laughs> That's neat. Yeah, that was before I was born, by the way. 
Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Hayden. Appreciate that. You're right. No, I was uh, see in '93. I would have been. 15. Okay, I was in third grade. So, yeah, okay. So, so you were like a kid, kid. Yeah, I was a kid kid. All right, yeah. so moving right along, I'm <laughs> suddenly way the oldest guy in the room. No, no, it's all. All good, all good. Well, yeah, that's cool. So you went to, you studied, uh, what uh, did you study at Jack State? Well, I, I studied broadcasting. Okay. Yeah, my degree's in broadcasting and uh, with a concentration in radio and television. I and gotcha. uh so I, I did that while I was there. I participated. I was, you know, part of the crew on WLJS 91.9. Yeah. Um, did that. Uh, I actually, I worked with, there's a, a small uh, local television station there. I don't know if they're still in the same building, but mm-hmm. they used to run off of uh, Jack State's campus, TV 24. Yeah. And they covered a lot of like Eastern Alabama. Yeah. So I did a lot of, uh, I was on the crew with them doing a lot of filming for okay. football and basketball, pretty much all the sports in the area. Good stuff. Yeah. So at what point do you go from broadcast journalism into filmmaking? Um, I think for me, I, sorry, that was my head. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think for me, I think that was really what I wanted to do from the get go. Mm-hmm. But, you know, being from rock Mart too, I was, didn't think I could figure out a way how to get myself into like legit film school. So, um, but I've been, I've been a movie buff for as long as I can remember. And, um, yeah. So just, um, one thing I was really, really blessed to have at Jack state. I had an incredible, uh, mentor and, uh, faculty advisor named, uh, Jerry Chandler. Okay. And, uh, he's just, he, he recently passed, mm-hmm. but, he was just, he was a godsend to me and he was more like a second father. And, um, he encouraged me because one of the things that we really learned a lot about at Jack state was how to write script, you know? And I mean, we would learn how to write a script for radio and we would learn how to write script for television, but, uh, just having those, you know, things right there in my wheelhouse and, being fortunate enough to have gear and equipment we could check out whenever we wanted to and like the staff and the professors they really pushed us and encouraged us like you know instead of going out you know to the bars go get a camera and go do something and uh so um yeah so i just you know had that opportunity and i just really tried to do the most i could with it while i was there that's good stuff so on top of uh your you know your departure i guess from uh, journalism into filmmaking. I don't know, do you feel like you've departed from journalism altogether? Or? Uh, no. Okay. You no, know, so, I, there's still so much about it yeah. that I love and just having that opportunity, mm-hmm. you know, whenever it presents itself. Cause I mean, since graduating college, I've worked in film, television and radio. Okay. Yeah. I've worked in all three. So been all over the place. Yeah. yeah. So I guess in addition to then filmmaking is, is uh, you've added that on to, yeah. What you're already doing. So it's not a yeah, departure exactly. from journalism, but uh, in, in addition to, I guess. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and then Christian films on top of that. When did your faith come into the picture? Well, it, it's so funny because, you know, I, I mean, I'll be honest. I was like a lot of people when they're in their early 20s. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I grew up in church. My parents had me, when the doors were open, we were at church. Yeah. You know, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesdays, lock-ins. 
camps. The right, whole, you know, down, yeah. yeah, did all of that growing Thursday up. Thursday visitation. And yep. The, yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, did all of that growing up. And when I got into my early 20s, kind of went through a rebellious stage and didn't really try to, uh, yeah. you know, go to church as often. I, I had a lot of people encouraging me to go to, because uh, Jack State has a phenomenal uh, ministry on campus, the mm. BCM. Yeah. And uh, I knew a lot of people. Their that BCM were, is legendary. Yeah. yeah. And I, I knew a lot of people that were involved with it. I just never chose to go over there. But um, so when I was in college, that really wasn't my focus at all. I still, you know, I still believed in God. Sure. And, you know, I, I did have a, a relationship with Christ, but that wasn't my focus. That wasn't where I thought I was going to be going. Yeah. Because at that time too, you know, I'm still young, naive, and I thought that I was going to go like off to LA and, you know, do something and like that. Be Hollywood. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. And so I had an opportunity in 07 and I really, I went out there for a while. Okay. Yeah. Um, one of my dear friends and I, he and I both, uh, we worked together on a, uh, pilot script and we got sent out for a few, for almost two months. Okay. We, were, we were out there like trying to negotiate and see if we can make something happen with this. Um, but then it, so that happened, you know, we went out there, nothing really kind of came to it. And so we kind of came back to the South right. and, you know, we were here and then I was getting closer to time to graduate and I had to do an internship. So I did an internship with, uh, Q102 and, uh, at the time it was South 107 right. and, uh, WRGA here in Rome. And while I was there, one of my good friends from college needed a job. And so I kind of, you know, was like, Hey, this guy's really good for it. Yeah. So he and I, we started working at the radio station and he and I both, we'd been friends since first grade. Oh wow. Yeah. So we've known each other for a very long time. And we talked about it for years that our goal was we wanted to go to Chicago first to kind of work our way up in through second city okay, and then make our way to Saturday night live. Ah, that's what we wanted to do. I got you. Yeah, we wanted to, you know, be like Adam Sandler and yeah, David Spade yeah. and those guys just doing funny stuff. So and, many names have come through there. Yeah, yeah. and uh, that's why we, we wanted to, you know, we didn't want to just arrive at SNL. We wanted to be able to prove that we were worthy and we right. worked our way through, you know, from the ground up. And then um, I graduated college, and around this time is when I met my wife, and she and I – we were in the process of moving and she had found a box that had a script in it. That was my very first film. And so she started reading the script and she was like, you need to do something with this. Yeah. And it was kind of from that point, it kind of started from there. And then, uh, like I said, it, first, first film and I didn't want to sell it. I really just wanted to be like, I wanted to make it. Yeah. Like I want to do this. I want to just you out know, of principle. Yeah. Right? I want to, I want to shoot this thing. So we did. And uh, it really wasn't the, you know, like telling a good story with Christian values and Christian principles. That really wasn't part of it in the first one. But then after that, I really started thinking. And I I had a long conversation with my wife and conversations with my my pastor and, you know, family and friends. And I told him, I said, you know what? I feel like I have these, like, talents and gifts for a reason. And if I'm not using them, you know, to glorify God in his kingdom, then what's the point of me having them? Right. And, um, so from that point on, I was just like, you know, I want to, you know, that I kind of want that to be my focus. Uh, I want to be able to tell good stories, but I want to be, I want to figure out how to get into that middle of the road between 
people that already are Christian and attend church on a regular basis right. and people that have no relationship with God whatsoever. Yeah. So and that's yeah. kind of how it happens. As a believer, I guess if you're only if it's only entertainment, you're kind of wasting your time. Exactly. Right? And, and squandering your talents, like it, you said. Exactly. That's, that's a good way to describe it. Um so you made your most recent film is Seventeen Letters. Correct. Your first film was Broken Chain. Yes. So which which wasn't didn't have the values and things that um it it did have like a positive message i feel like yeah. it definitely was a positive message and um it it was a little bit personal i think mm. too that was another thing i think i really wrote a lot of some emotions that i was feeling at the time into uh my main character yeah and so it may have been a reflection of myself at that time but I just, um, there's so many technical that for me, that's the, that's the big thing. It was, you know, first time to really, and I've been, like I said, I've been a film buff my entire life and I thought, okay, I know exactly what goes into this. I know exactly how to do this. And when, uh, you know, doing that first one, I thought, oh, this is going to be so cool. And then when I sit down and in post-production, I start putting it together. I'm like, I have no clue what I'm doing. That's tough. That's a tough time to find out you don't know what you're doing right yeah but i mean i was you know i was really lucky uh during that time my wife uh she has always been my biggest supporter and still is to this day good for her oh yeah she's amazing yeah leah pushes me day in day out but um she was so encouraging trying to get things together and you know she's the one who connected me and roland in the first place okay yeah and so um you know i was just i was really blessed to work with the people that I did on the first one. And uh, one of them's, you know, over there right now. Yeah, that's, this that's, guy. Yeah, that's how we met. <laughs> yeah, that's, how we, that's how we met. He gets silly when you shout him out and he's not ready for it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so, like, from that point on, we've kind of become this little, like, family of entertainers and yeah. performers and that like telling good stories. And well, that's what I'm on IMDb today, and I'm looking at, the the cast yeah of seventeen letters and it looks a lot like the cast of Broken Chain yeah, no absolutely <laughs> yeah. and and that's what I was you know so fortunate in um, I didn't have to look too far for some of the roles to yeah. be filled because actually some of the roles for seventeen letters I wrote with these people in mind already yeah you yeah. know so I was so lucky that they were available and they you know didn't mind playing these parts that I had wrote for them right. It, with them in mind so um i got real lucky in that sense and um yeah so just being able to get them on board and you know and i at our table read i said look this is kind of where i'm going now and this is what i want to do as far as a storyteller goes yeah. and they were all on board so that's awesome yeah it's good if you're going to write a part for somebody it's right. good that they accept it and oh yeah they're gonna, they're yeah. gonna go along with it i know that's what i was one of the things i was going to ask is where did you find all these people that well um with uh broken chain it was you know kind of my first time out there and at the time i didn't have a lot of connections or anything like that so what we did was we just uh reserved a slot at the library okay and we set up a time for uh casting uh for auditions and we just posted all over facebook and shared it you know everybody was sharing the post and Anybody we could think of who has a connection, you know, this and that, uh, we encourage them to come out and audition. Yeah. And so that 
that happened and they came out uh audition we ended up getting some great uh characters and or get got some great talent and now a lot of these people i still talk to almost on the regular yeah you know daily well and, and so many of them now have two films under their belt yeah and and I guess so do you as a writer and a director and right. so whatever comes next is going to be even better, right? Right. That's the game plan. Yeah, yeah. So how do you feel like you improved between your first and second film? Oh my gosh, <laughs> he's laughing. Over Tango there. thinks it's <laughs> leaps yeah. and bounds. Yeah. So um, yeah. In the in the first one, um, there was so many like like I said, there were so many technical issues. Yeah. Um, I think for the second one around, we were more prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, and also to being a first time filmmaker and everybody, you know, has been volunteer, right. volunteer cast crew, the whole, the whole nine yards. And so in that first time I was so worried about people just being fed up, ready to leave because, <laughs> you know, it's like, here we are for free and we're just sitting around. Yeah. So it's like, I just hurried so quick uh, through so many of the, I mean, we would go through, I don't know, dude, we, we would shoot like 10 or 12 scenes a day almost, which is just trying to get it done. It was yeah. ridiculous. It was burning through them. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's unheard of because like Steven Spielberg, I think, I think uh, I saw a statistic where it said Steven Spielberg shoots maybe six scenes in a day. If, and that's like his max. And you were shooting 12. We were shooting Some like guy 12. from Rockmar yeah. was shooting 12. Wow. Yeah. We were shooting like 12 a day and it was, I mean, like it was, I think it was killing everybody. We yeah. were all just by the end of it, we were like, "Oh, thank God, we're you know we're almost done." But um, but yeah, that a lot of uh, I feel like our camera like techniques and everything. I think like we really uh, beefed it up on this one. Yeah. Uh, and on the first one, you know, like I said, I just ah, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. So on uh, this one, we actually brought in a DP, uh, a director of photography. Okay, and. Uh, he was actually very uh, good <laughs> at, at what he what he does. His name helps, right? Yeah, his name's Luke Davis, and uh, he did a really fantastic job behind the camera. And uh, yeah, like camera angles. I mean, I, I really feel like all of it improved because there's there's I, I hate to admit it, but there's like one or two scenes in Broken Chain where it's literally your two characters talking in front of like a plain wall. Oh, boy. you know, and that is so like, that's yeah, such a no, no. They're both washed out. Right. And, yeah. and you know, at the time when I'm shooting, I didn't even realize that's what it looked like. Yeah. And then when I'm sitting in, you know, the editing bay, putting it all together, I'm like, I can't believe I just did that. Yeah. It's and, one of those things that you, you don't know what you don't know. Right. Right. Your first time right. around. And, and then, um, one thing too, that was just so painful for me with broken chain is it was the. I think it was like two or three days before we wrapped on the whole movie and we'd been shooting on SD cards, you know, Mm -hmm. just using DSLR camera shooting on SDs. And I had one SD with me that day and it was almost full and we were shooting. My, my in-laws were very gracious and allowed us to shoot a couple of scenes at their house. And so while we were over there, I took the SD card and popped it into my father-in-law's laptop just to save them so I could clear the SD and shoot some more stuff. Yeah. Well, so, you know, two or three days go by. We wrapped the whole movie. We had this great, you know, fantastic, guys. Thanks so much. And then we we timed it so that when we finished wrap, uh, my family went on our vacation for the summer. Mm-hmm. So we come back a week later, 
and I sit down to start like loading up all of my footage oh, so I, I can start see putting where this it, is going. yeah so I can start putting it together and then there is like all the files that were on his laptop that were on that SD card that uh, when I go to get them from him his laptop had had a virus oh. and he took it and had the whole hard drive wiped clean <sighs> so I like that that was another lesson learned always back up your stuff yeah, no matter how yeah. you like how many times you need to uh, back it up at least more than once and um yeah so that really <laughs> that affected me in a way because i was so distraught after that that i i think i sat purposely for almost three months without even touching it because uh, i was like i just i can't because it made me so sick to my stomach because yeah. it was such a it was a pivotal scene in the original script, but also too, it was such a well acted and like the lighting, we had natural lighting that night. Never going to capture that again. Yeah. You were never going to be able to capture. So we kind of, after that, I had to sit back and punt and be like, okay, so what are we going to do now? And basically the, the last third of the movie of broken chain ended up becoming totally different from what, so that stuff was just gone. Yeah. Yeah. It was gone. And the, the hard thing was too, at that time, it was so hard to round those people up to shoot again because some of them had already went on to do other things. Right. And then at the same time too, a lot of them had already changed their appearance. Uh, yeah. Cause you know, haircuts like or haircuts, hair dyes, you know, like, yeah, a lot yeah. of uh, changes. And it was like, I just, there's no way I could oh, reshoot this thing. So, awful. so you just ended up making a different movie than basically the, the first <sighs> two thirds of the movie is original is true to, our script. Right. The last third of the movie, we basically had to find like some stock footage that we could do some voiceover across. And wow. we actually went out and shot our own stock footage yeah. and just B roll. Right. And, uh, we did the best we could with it. Oh man. I've got to see it now. Tango, you gotta, he you, you, you hooked me up with a link for uh 17 letters. Okay. And I've got, I've got to go back and watch broken chain now i may have a dvd okay. yeah we did uh release dvds after okay. it because it, it was one i didn't even shop around to film festivals yeah. i was just i was like i don't want this to be what people know me as yeah. for the first time out uh, so the first one's tough though like i, yeah. I think about my first 20 podcast episodes and right. i listen to them now and i go that was awful like well i don't know why anybody listened to an episode you know after that right but you learn things. Yeah. Right? So you, you listen to episode one, and then you listen to episode 50, and it's a whole different thing. I got you. So, yeah. you know, same as first movie, oh, yeah. second movie. Oh, yeah. No, I'll tell you right now, there's still things in 17 letters I watch, and I cringe because I'm like, I could have shot that so much better. Yeah. Or yeah. I should have cut at this point. Or Right. Yeah. So and next time you will. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. that's just, you put that under your cap, and you right. save it for next time. But so you've got... Uh, Broken Chain came out on DVD mm-hmm. and 17 Letters went to festival. Right. And we'll talk about how you did it festival in, okay. a, in a minute, but you, you sort of get one or the other, right? And if you release, you don't get to go to festival with it. Well, with Broken Chain with the DVD, uh, what we did, we actually, we didn't go through a distributor. We did self-distribution. Okay. So it's like if somebody wanted to order one when, yeah. we, when we announced they were ready, right. we, we would. But other than that, I, I don't think anybody else had a copy of it. Yeah, but so. yeah, I mean, it's, you, you don't have the option of doing both. Though. Like, you don't get to put it out on DVD and then still um, send it to. It it depends. Certain festivals have more 
strict guidelines okay. like Sundance, for example, you know, it's one of the big boys, but yep. Sundance, I believe you, your film cannot even have had a release yeah. yet. I know the, the festival we've got here in Rome, you, you can't submit if it's, if it's been released at all anywhere. So right. I just, I didn't know if that was standard yeah. across all film festivals and it, uh, it makes sense. Yeah. It, it varies though. I mean, yeah. they all have their rules cause some, you know, some are definitely bigger sought after events right. than others. So. Well, and if it's competition too, and you've already released your film, you could, right. you could taint the judging pool. Exactly. If somebody's already seen your movie. Exactly. So, but you, you did go to festival with 17 letters. Yes. We you went been, to Green Mountain? Is that the yeah, name of the? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we, we've actually gone to two. We were in one in New York last uh, Saturday. What was the name of it? Uh, Christian uh, Family Film Festival. Okay. Yeah. How'd you do there? Um, it was it was screened. I don't think we won any awards yeah. there, but it was still just an honor to sure, be yeah. able to have a well, second. There were films that got denied, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, before that we were at Green Mountain Christian Film Festival and, uh, they showed, I think it was 21 films altogether Mm -hmm. that they showed, but, uh, I think the, um, they got the overseer over the festival. I think he told me they had 135 entries. Holy smokes. Yeah. So they had to watch 135 films. God bless them. Yeah, before they made decisions. Wow. So so you so making the cut is a big deal. Oh yeah, yeah. It was a huge honor for us. Yeah. I mean, we were excited that we made the cut, and then we get an email uh, from him a few days after you know getting the congratulations. You're in. Yeah. And uh, we get a second email that says congratulations. You're opening the festival. So our film well, that's was a big deal. Yeah. So our film was the first film screened at the festival that's to kind awesome. of kind of launch. You know, this is what you're to expect the rest of the weekend. Yeah. So. so, but on top of the honor, you guys brought home some hardware too, right? Yeah. Yeah. We actually, we won four awards, four awards. Yeah. Yeah. It was exciting. Uh, we won best supporting actress for Kelly Gates, who plays grace mm-hmm. in the film. And then our two leads, both won an award for best new actor and best new actress, uh, Lissa Jones and John Gregory Brunson, Good who plays, uh, uh, Kip and Charlie yeah. in the film. And then I was beyond stoked and surprised, but I won best director. So there you go. Yeah. That was a, that was a huge honor. Yeah, what was, a feather in the cap. Man. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, unexpected. Sure. But, uh, yeah. I was very grateful for that. Well, you have, it's one of those things where if you're going to submit it to a festival, you, you have to feel like it was your best effort. Like this is what right. we did. Um, and I don't know what kind of expectations you go into a festival, like right. just hoping to get accepted. I guess that's that's it. I mean, that's the only expectation I had yeah. was I, I just I I really hope, and that was the thing we've submitted to five so far, yeah. and out of three that we've heard back from, we got into two, All right. which is which is huge. Yeah, and so our goal when we submitted was we just want to get in. Yeah, you yeah. know, if we could just get into one, right, then we can say. We did. Something. It was successful. Yeah. Yeah. And so we've fortunately we've been into two so far. So good deal. Well, yeah. I, I said I, I just defined success for you, and that wasn't fair. What what, do you, what did you think of as successful as far as your film goes? Um, I guess just being happy with the final product. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, it, it really is. It's a complete and different feeling with seventeen letters than I ever had with Broken Chain. Yeah. And. I I don't know if it's because I feel like I just was a little bit more honed into my craft now mm-hmm. or 
or what, but I just, deep down, I just really kind of felt like I'm okay with this one. Yeah. You know, I, I can, I'm, I'm comfortable enough to let it go and let people right. see Well, it. that gets to the point, right? And Tango talks about this and we, we call him Tango on the air. I don't know. Okay. You, yeah. uh, <laughs> I was going to ask because uh, Tango's new to me. Yeah. So. Uh, so Tango agonizes over, you know, a couple of seconds on the end of a film, whatever. Oh yeah. And, uh, he says at some point he's just got to let it go. Right. And just be done with it. You know, cause I, I guess you could just beat yourself up. Oh yeah. Endlessly <laughs> over. Yeah. I mean, how long was 17 letters an hour and a half? Uh, originally 17 letters was two hours and 10 minutes and Holy 56 smokes. seconds. And, to get it into festivals, uh, majority of festivals want you to be under two hours. Right. And so I took a huge chunk out and got it down to 145. That had to hurt, man. It, it did when I was doing it, yeah. But then when I sat down and watched that cut, I was like, you know what? It kind of moves us along a little bit better. Would you have sat through another half hour? Yeah, yeah. So it, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it it's kind of like you know, it's your baby, right? You yeah. know, and when you're when you're directing and producing and then editing and everything all all together, it's it's real personal, you know? So you, you have a hard time deciding what needs to get stay and what needs to go. Right. And, uh, fortunately, you know, acting in it also, I I figured out ways to take out a lot of my parts. So is that where you saved all your time? You just cut out all the I tried my hardest as much as I could. Cause, uh, I was like, you know, I just didn't want to bring down the, he's pretty integral to the story though. Right. I guess you couldn't cut him out a whole lot, but yeah, he is. And, uh, it, it's just so funny too that the the story like exploded from one thought that i had when i first started brainstorming and, okay and then we talked about like casting and things like that and i was like no oh, you know i think i really want to do this part i, I think because oh, so you were going to hand it to somebody else yeah okay yeah i had talked about doing that forever was yeah. just we we're going to have somebody else play benny and uh then I was like, you know what, though? I just, I think I want to do this. Yeah. I really think yeah. I want to do this. And uh, you, have you, you've seen the whole thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm, I don't want to give it away in case anybody wants to right. watch I've been trying it not to this whole yeah. time. But the, well, you know what happens in the end. Yeah. And uh, everybody involved disagreed with me. Really? That that should not have happened. I hated that part. I'm so yeah. glad that it wasn't just me. Yeah, no. Every <laughs> single person there on the set that day who were part of the cast and crew, even if they weren't in that scene, right, was like, this does not need to happen. And no, I was like, no, no I... I disagree. I think it's gonna. I think it's Listen, gonna do something. It was so. a fantastic ending, and I cried in the whole nine yards. You know, oh, but, awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah, man. It, I was so mad at you, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, I get that. I get that a lot. I, I get that a lot yeah. from uh, people, and I still have people who like came to our like screening on the first cut. Yeah. That still come up to me to this day and <laughs> tell me that same thing is like I, I just can't believe you did that. <sighs> so it was fantastic, though, and. It was such a twist. Right. Like nobody would have seen that coming. Yeah. Well, that was the fun part about yeah. it. I was like, you got to, you got to throw some curveballs yeah, in there to really yeah. kind of. Hopefully we're gassing this thing up enough to yeah, that'd anybody be great. that's yeah. looking for it out there. That'd be great. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, the whole, the story itself, it all came from one scene and like out of, and it, it was a scene between two characters. Mm-hmm. And from that point, is what the rest of the, like the, all the characters and everything like that, we went from there. And so, so 
out of uh, an hour and 46, how long did you say it was? Uh, it's right under an hour 46. So no. where did that one scene fall time, on the timeline? Don't spoil the... Um, let's see. Where did that one scene? I would have to say probably around the one hour mark. Okay. Yeah. I was kind of curious about yeah. how far it blossomed in either direction. Yeah, and very little of that was trimmed down because, yeah. I, I like, Again, I just, that scene, when I first started working on, like, developing a story for the second film, that was the scene I saw. Yeah. And, like, we just went from there, and we were so lucky to get what we did. Yeah, yeah. So. So, what you're doing in making these films and, and finding volunteers and borrowing equipment or, you know, all that, how right. does, how do you even start this process? Oh, gosh. That's, um, well... It, it, again, totally different night and day between right. Broken Chain and 17 Letters. Broken I guess the second time around is easier. You just yeah. ask people to. Well, that, but also, too, you, I feel like you have already have some relationships and yeah. you know, you're know you connected to certain people. Right, and, which is kind of the casting yeah, thing. Yeah, and so, it, it, you know, from that, from your first time out, you just start networking, which is right. what, you know, and that's a big reason why filmmakers go to film festivals, too, because, yeah. you know, you've got so many opportunities to network with like-minded people or you know, get a distribution deal, you know, depending on what kind of festival you go to. But, um, but yeah, just, um, really, I just sat down, I started brainstorming. I had that one image that was yeah. clear as day, went from there. And from that point, I just started developing my characters, you know, well, I felt like you needed this one, you needed that one. And then we, and then I go into writing the script. Yeah. And then, um, once I wrote the script, uh, Actually, before I even finished the script, the peop the actors that I already had in mind to play these characters, I hit them up and I was like, "Hey, I'm working on a new script. Um, I've got a character with you in mind. Would How you much fun is that? Man? Would you be interested?" <laughs> and luckily, everyone was like, "Absolutely, yeah, absolutely." Yeah. And um, act well, I take that back. Everybody was on board except for who I originally wrote the part of Charlie for. Hmm. Because um, the the actress I had wrote Charlie for in mind, fantastic actress, but at the time had just started like her college career, uh, you know, wasn't sure if she was going to be able to, you know, right. commit, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. And so we had to move on. But, um, but yeah, so I started from that point, just reached out to everybody and I was like, they were like, yeah, okay, cool. Oh, that's so and cool. then uh, Tango. Is that yeah, what you call him? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, so Tango over there, he and I had uh, bumped into each other again shortly around that time. And he was like, I've got some new gear I've been itching to, you know, do something with. That sounds about was, right. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, dude, absolutely. Let's, let's make this happen. That's and so cool. So then uh, he came to the table read and he got there and we stood out in the parking lot, I think for like an hour or two hours after we had the, the table read and. He was like, "I've got this. We could, we could do this. We could do that." And then um, he's my idea guy. This is, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's kind of you know that's kind of what we did from yeah. that point is uh, he was basically my my go to guy as far as gear and uh, like getting things set and prepped and ready to go in pre production. Executive producer, yeah. right? And then um, so went there, and then I got really, really lucky, or I should say, I was really blessed with locations oh that was my next question yeah. yeah so like locations are always a hard thing yeah and so that's that's one thing being a low budget filmmaker and being a local guy that you know i don't have the million dollar you know 
uh, budget right. to make these Hollywood blockbusters yet. Not yet. I say yeah. yet. Right, right. <laughs> but um, so um, I just started calling people up. And uh, I actually reached out for a, a wedding venue that we just got so lucky they didn't have anything going on at the time. Oh, yeah. And uh, I said, hey, you know, I've got this idea. I'm a local guy, and I'm just trying to tell a good story. And I was like, I promise nothing will be degrading. You know, yeah. it's nothing yeah. nothing to put, you know, a bad taste into people's, you know, mouth when it comes to your business or location. And right. so they were like, okay, yeah. So Cool. Yeah, so I got lucky, and uh, it's real fortunate we got to shoot uh, several local locations. Uh, one of them was High Tower Falls um, in Antioch. Okay, yeah. I was trying to find that in my mind. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a gorgeous wedding venue with a with a waterfall. Okay, yeah, things like that. And then um, we also got to shoot at Local Joe's Barbecue in. I, Cave I love Spring. Local Joe's. Yeah. I recognized it as soon as it popped yeah. up. Yeah. They were they were really cool on board, and yeah. they're closed on Sundays, so uh, we shot on okay. Sunday and. Uh, they came that morning, unlocked their restaurant, and then just left. And they're like, "Just call us when you're done." Wow! So we had the entire day. You couldn't have done that with a budget. Oh you know? yeah, <laughs> and it was so funny too because we were shooting. It, you know, we had some out some shots that took place right outside the restaurant. Right. And so there was actually patrons in Cave Spring that were pulling up, thinking they were open for the day. Oh no! Yeah, like the 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 Cave Spring Fire Department rolled up because they thought they were open. Oh, while well, you disappointed the yeah, public and service, they were like, "Well, can we be in the movie?" So, um, <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, so we were really fortunate about that, and you know, they didn't charge us to you know shoot yeah. at their venues at their locations. That's and, awesome. Yeah, so we were really lucky, and um, also one of my executive producers has a lot of land. Hmm. around her house and um she's got a lot of cool little like places to shoot yeah. things like that so we spent a lot of time out there and uh, free man yeah. free is my favorite price yeah and the the <laughs> ending the whole location at the ending uh was all on her property oh, okay so yeah so, I, was, I was trying to figure out how to ask that without yeah. saying where was that one house yeah. that you know yeah and so you know we've been real lucky in that sense and so yeah. that can really cause some headaches. Yeah. Well, I was just imagining myself making this film and calling people and being like, Hey bro, can I borrow your house? I know I'm a grown man and I'm right. making this movie, you know, but we're, we're pretending right. one day and can we come use your house or oh, your yeah. land or whatever? And but well, the, I guess you got to swallow a little pride and get right. over that hump though. Right. Well, that was the fun thing too. Um, like my house was a set yeah. <laughs> during, uh, 17 letters. And then, um, Kelly, who plays Grace, mm -hmm. her house in, did played interior shots okay. in, in the movie, and uh, so that's just you know kind of what we did. Anybody yeah. that was willing to let us, you know, absolutely. If we could change it, you know, because we had four or five different locations, and uh, that was another thing. the The house that belonged to the Tillmans, that mm -hmm. big uh, antebellum style home, yeah, yeah. We were fortunate enough to know the owners. Uh, Okay. And they let us, they were like, absolutely, come on. So, yeah. Yeah. So, we actually shot all the exterior scenes were there, but all right. the interior scenes for the Tillman Mansion was inside Kelly's actual house. That's movie magic. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, just, you know, if you look look at it and think, okay, yeah, that works. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, you, you would never, I don't know if you don't think enough into it or you, you do enough. Like I said, it's movie magic. Right. You don't 
even consider that it could be two different places. Right. You yeah. see the outside and then they're inside and they're oh, yeah. sitting around the dinner table or whatever. And you go, oh, it's the same house. And, well, it, it's funny. There, there's one shot at the towards the end in the the last main, you know, major location we yeah. were at, where it's supposed to be deep in the woods. Yeah. And if you look just right, you will see a car pass by because we are like right off Highway 27. So we were like very so you guys like waiting for cars yeah, to go by. Yeah, and so we're like filming. really careful with angles and everything, and we'd yeah. go in tight just to try to hide as much as that as we could. Right. And uh, so yeah, so just. Movie magic. Yeah. There you go. That's what it's all about. <laughs> I mean, especially when you don't have a huge budget. No. And, you know, there was, you even guys even had some special effects in there. Yeah. At different points. And yeah. That was, uh, that was fun. Yeah. Too. That it was like a, it. Yeah. That was a trial and error. And, uh, we, uh, had a couple of hit, hits and misses and, uh, <laughs> a few things that did not go according to plan. Well, I mean, I don't think we're trying not to give anything away. But it looked like the things that you guys did could have gone horribly wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll have to tell you a story once we okay. wrap this All up. Right. Because I don't want to get, like you said, I don't want to give anything yeah. away for those that want to Tango, what you got? You like you got something. Oh, no, time. I'm just laughing. You're just chomping yeah, at the like, bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, no, we did, you know, we did get to kind of figure some things out in scenes. And, uh, you know, this isn't giving anything away, but um, obviously – like for fight scenes and you know things like that you always choreograph those right to make sure everybody's safe yeah, i'm and, not zigging when you're zagging yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> but um there's actually one scene where a fight takes place and again that's not giving away any much of anything but there were uh some real hits that took place oh yeah yeah and you can hear them and uh, they actually the cut was so good that's the cut we went with <laughs> So I mean, it couldn't have been any better than real, right? That's right. That's right. Might as well go with that. Yeah. Uh, so who? I mean, did you have somebody choreograph the fight scene, or did you just actually? Kinda... Yeah, um, we were we were really lucky in that too. Um, the the actor who plays the Judge Tillman mm -hmm. in, in the film, his name's uh, Todd Stansel, and Todd actually I recognize that. Yeah, go ahead, I recognize yeah, the Todd name. is a uh, professional wrestler. Yeah, who uh, actually wrestled for WCW and some of those other companies. And yeah. so uh, for a lot of those things that took place in the movie, we had Todd choreograph them. That's awesome. And help us, you know, learn how to like, you know, fall the right way, take, yeah. you know, take hits and, you know, that kind of thing. So oh, that was really awesome. fun. That yeah. is a great tool to have at your disposal. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If you're going to choreograph a fight scene, bring a pro wrestler in. Yeah. And so it worked out. Yeah, not to mention he he played a solid judge. Oh, he was great. <laughs> he was great. He's actually uh, uh he was nominated for an award. Hmm. Yeah. So you were just shy of five awards then. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, we uh, nominated for five, won four. Good stuff. Yeah. So it was exciting. So you you have gotten into two, right? And you haven't heard back from. Yeah. Um. The other two, they're they actually don't take place until uh, early. 2024 okay and so i think the next one we're supposed to find anything out about will be around december 19th oh wow and then we won't hear from the last one that we submitted until i think january 22nd maybe. okay so you've had this film in the can though since what 19 no what when was um we we actually we were gonna shoot summer of 2020 and then covid got right got us and so just to keep, you know, the cast and crew safe and, you know, didn't want anyone yeah. to feel uncomfortable. 
we we postponed. So we didn't actually shoot it until 2021. Okay, I don't know where I got 19 from. Yeah, um, but so we shot it in 2021, uh, and then we did we got a first cut put together, and we showed a screening. I guess it was fall of 2021. That's okay. when we did that, and then I spent all of this past year and most of 2023 cleaning it up. So wow. yeah, like all together, I think I have maybe 14 cuts, 14 or 15 cuts. So what kind of time frame are we talking about from the start of, I don't know, the concept of pre-production oh my gosh. all the way to the final cut? Uh, Probably concept. I actually started writing the script. That might be where you got it from. I maybe started so. writing in 2019. Okay. And so here it is, 2023. So four years from the time I sat down, had wow. that initial idea. And in, in going into production, post-production, and now having it ready for a uh, general audience. So, yeah, four years. Wow. Yeah. So, what was your filming time like? Um, filming time, we, you know, and that's the thing, too. All of us are just very passionate, you know, enthusiasts and are just wanting to do this, you know, right. out, of, out of love and, yeah, you know, just yeah. the joy of filmmaking. So, we all work regular jobs. Yeah. And so, almost all of our shooting took place on weekends. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it was like you got your week, you know, to go to your 9 to 5 and you have yeah. your nights, but then Saturday, Sunday, the weekend, oh, you were tied man. up. And so, you know, you don't want to wear people down. Right. Especially when they're doing it out of the kindness of their hearts. And a lot of people do it for, you know, to self-promote and exposure and stuff right. like that, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, But so I tried really hard to work my schedule around so <laughs> that you didn't have to – He's dying over there. Yeah, all but, the time. <laughs> but uh, no, I tried working the schedule around so that most actors had at least one weekend off or yeah. at least a day off on a weekend yeah. so they didn't have to shoot. But yeah, it was mostly uh, weekends and occasionally we became a very, we were a skeleton crew more than we even were during yeah. production and we would have to go do a pickup or something like that on a weeknight. Right. So... So you, I mean, so you, you could have been done in a third of the time then if you had had 12 hours a day, seven oh, yeah. days a week. To, yeah, no, if, uh, I think that if we could have been like doing this like full time, yeah. Monday through Saturday or something like that, we probably would have been able to shoot this thing and have it like ready to go probably, I'd say in like a month, month and a half. Wow. So. Big difference though. I mean, you, oh, like yeah. you said, you got volunteers and you don't want to burn them out and all that stuff. Yeah. But. I, I think it's really cool, though, that, that you're doing this at all. And I, I don't know, maybe there are other Christian filmmakers out there that are doing the same kind of thing. That's right. outstanding. Um, but what you're doing is outside of the box. Yeah. Right? You're not playing by any rules, you no. know, because you you made a movie for free. I mean, right. more or less. Um, you got your buddies to come out and, yeah. and participate, and you wrote this film. And I think it's it's super encouraging because we're – you know, doing some, some documentary filming and stuff like that. Right. And it used to be that you had to have a gajillion dollars and, oh, yeah. and your name had to be, you know, right. to mean something. But these days with, I mean, even with YouTube and, and Rumble right. and stuff like that, you can just produce something and roll it out. Oh yeah. Stick and, it, and send it to a film festival or whatever. Right. And he and I, we talk about this all the time yeah. whenever we have conversations, even now from where we were with 17 letters, the things that you're capable of doing now, the things oh, that yeah. are out there for you to purchase things that you used to have to go to school to learn how to do. Right. And now it's just a, you know, drop and drag yeah. kind of process yeah. to get get it the way you want it to do. And so 
I mean, it's always changing, and that yeah. that and that's exciting to me too. Is there's always so many different things. Like he and I, we have had this idea for years now. We have talked about it for at least five plus years of a not a not a film, but like an episodic series oh, that we have okay. wanted to do, and it's not really. It, it does have like christian like a foundation Mm -hmm. in a way but it was something that we started working on prior to like you know turning the tide if you will and um but we've talked about it for years but it's a it would be a very heavy special effect driven Mm. uh project and he and i both were like we don't have the stuff to do what we want to accomplish but like now like i said for 50 bucks we can buy software and make it all happen real quick yeah 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 so yeah, and like I think both of us are itching to make it happen because we we feel like it's a compelling story. We feel like it's something that we could at least get. I don't know what five six seasons out of. Yeah, holy smokes. Yeah. All right. So yeah, so we've been we've been talking about that for a while now. Well, cool, man. When you guys get that rolling, we'll talk about it yeah. right here. <laughs> so is that what you feel like is next for you? No, um, I, I would love for it to be next. Yeah, just because. Um, I, I think it has the potential of actually getting picked up okay. like by a, I don't know, a network or a streaming service just because yeah. it, I, I think it's compelling to people like no matter where you are. And, uh, it definitely kind of has this universal tone yeah. and theme to it, which, uh, my ver- my favorite show of all time is lost. Yeah. And lost has such a diverse cast of characters yeah. and it's, stories being told from all over the the globe right you know it was what made it a global phenomenon and i feel like the story we've been developing i feel like we kind of have you know we're we're, we're kind of teetering on we've got we've got that yeah but um right now i i really don't know okay i i i, I am in the process of brainstorming and developing some new stories yeah I have a pretty firm idea of what's coming next, but I still don't know yet. I haven't fully committed to pulling the trigger yet. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, I mean, it, you're talking, you know, you, you just told me it took you four years to make this movie. Right. You know, you don't want to be quick to pull the trigger on right. another project and then it not be what you thought it was. Or right. Maybe you weren't ready for it before you try to invest that amount of time in it. Especially if you're dragging volunteers yeah. and, and borrowing gear and, you know, all that stuff. Too. Well, I mean, and that's, the, you know, that's a cool thing, too. As we've advanced, we've gotten a, a little bit more polished. Yeah. And we've been fortunate enough to find people that have connections and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, like, a lot of our cast have multiple projects under their belts. And they're not just projects with me. Right. Like, you know, and that was that was one thing that was really cool, too, is after we finished with Broken Chain, a couple of people that had just, you know, that was their first time to kind of get inv- involved with it on a professional level of any yeah. kind, uh, started venturing out on their own and got opportunities to uh, play, like, you know, characters for, like, okay. a one and out in a TV episode of yeah. some, something. And, uh, you know, we've had some of our uh, cast has been involved with Tyler Perry projects now. and That's uh, cool. Yeah, so uh, Discovery Channel. We have a couple that's been involved with Discovery Channel projects. And so we're really getting lucky. And the thing that... You're not getting lucky, Brian. Yeah, well, we're <laughs> blessed. I mean, we are blessed beyond measure. Yeah. But um, the one thing I'm very thankful for is 
they're they've always remembered me and they've always yeah. been nice to me about it and yeah. so they like i get phone calls from time to time it's like hey i was talking about you to somebody oh, uh, you know i really want awesome. you to talk to them and so uh i've been very thankful that yeah. they do me the way they do good stuff oh that's awesome tango where we at on time man 54 minutes. 54. Oh, wow. Right on that hour mark, close to it. Wow, I didn't even realize we've been talking for 54 minutes. I know, it's so quick. Everybody's yeah. like, I don't know if I have an hour worth of things that you do, it's, especially when you're talking about right. something you're passionate about. Yeah, there's probably going to be a lot of ums. Oh, there me. always is, man. I, I listen to myself. This will be episode 129. 129. And okay. I'll go, well, I can't believe I still say um after you right. know, every time I pause. and um. <laughs> but, it, you know, yeah. it, we're still learning, too. And maybe if we made, I don't know, we don't have an excuse at this point. I should have that worked out. Can you go in and edit out all my ums? I'm sure there's an um filter somewhere. <laughs> AI is amazing. One of those cough right. buttons like Rogan's got. And it's yeah. just every time I feel myself about to um. <laughs> I was looking for that earlier. Right. Yeah, I got you. Well, we'll jump off right there. I know you got a long drive to get back. and All right, man. I'm super grateful that you took the time to come up here. Absolutely. And, and sit down I, I, with me. And, yeah. I appreciate uh, the offer just to get in to come. For and, sure, yeah. You know, talk. And I appreciate that you watched. You took the time out to watch my my films loved so. it man it's good well, stuff. i appreciate it thank you yes, very sir. much looking forward to the next one thank you yeah, absolutely god bless you guys love you see you next time thank you for tuning in don't forget to like share and subscribe